money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That's good. Because this been, is the show where, where we, we talk about the heart issues around money. Yes, and, and this is the first show back after a little break, break. over the summer where mm-hmm. Reb and I have been sitting by the pools, drinking little umbrella drinks, you know, not thinking about money at all. I don't think that's how the summer has gone no. at all. No. 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 We we have had a bit of time off. By, we a, by a lake. Yes. Yeah, that's been really nice. Yes, we 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 did the uh the staycation slash close to homecation. I don't know what they call that, but uh for sure had a little time off and mm-hmm. and you've been uh working hard uh over the summer covering for holidays of other staff and so lots of moving pieces and I think just about everybody I've been talking to we're now kind of late August uh, has been saying, oh, I can't wait to just get out and do something just to get outside. And oh, because of, of the yeah, lockdowns just, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the lack of, you know, kind of, hey, we've got some, uh, in quotes, freedom that, that have come. So, so that's pretty cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. I'm glad you've had a good summer so far. Yeah. I, I It's good to be back. Excited to we, be back. Yeah. We were just talking to Dan for a whole bunch of time catching mm-hmm. up and. Apparently, we both have puppies in the house right now. So, you know, Dan has one. So do we. We're sharing puppy stories. Anyway, that's a whole other issue not related to finance. Not related to finance. What are we going to talk about today? Well, um, I've been listening to David over the summer um, and his reflections about where folks are at in their finances and uh, in particular in mortgages and real estate and um There's this feeling of FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, that if we don't make a decision today, it's not going to be there tomorrow. And um, there have been some some interesting things that we've seen in our own lives, but in the lives of others, when people just jump right in and don't wait. So I thought we could talk about waiting. And, Mm -hmm. And because of our faith, we're going to talk specifically about what that means to wait on the Lord in our finances. So I don't even know if we're going to get get to the heart of it completely, because as you guys know who listen to us, we start on these topics and then there's so much more to say. Mm-hmm. But I, I... So so before we jump right in, oh yeah, you, I really just want to say thank you once again. I mean, I know that some of you over the course of the summer and, and through have, and, and, you know, you've just been really amazing to say, you know, oh, we, we love this or I listen to this show and, and, uh, it, it, it spoke to me. It changed me. My husband and I had a good conversation about it or my wife and I, um, yeah, it is. It's just, I just want to say thank you uh, as we come back and we, in a sense, for us, start a new season. Uh, it's, it's really encouraging to, for, for us to hear and, and to say, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, we, we love doing the show together. And uh, it keeps us going. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dan even prayed for us this morning that, you know, that 
um, energy after mm-hmm. being off for a few weeks. Um, you know, it's helpful just to take a break, but to hear your encouragement that, okay, we're still on the right track. We're going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, there is a plethora of conversation to have around money, finances, and our heart, um, with the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So, um, as you know, if you need to hear more of our shows or uh, archived shows, you can go to our website, morethanenough.ca. You can go to chri.ca. You can go to notmine.ca. You can go to your favorite podcasting platform to hear archived shows. Cool part is, I know we're spending a bit of time on, on the on the re-entry into our, our uh, podcast. It's okay. We're not in a hurry. Okay. Um, right. Because we're waiting. Yes. Um, uh, um, but a couple weeks ago, we re-aired a show with Natalie Rowe mm-hmm. from a year ago. And it was kind of cool because I got a bunch of feedback and questions and about her book. Um, so it was, it was neat to have, have it, have a, an encore presentation get such feedback so that was encouraging to me uh as well so anyway cool. thanks for listening okay so we're gonna wait there are a whole bunch of scriptures and dave and i were actually talking about this this morning when we were having our conversation about the show and you know there i you google wait on the lord verses and you get a plethora of that you know there's one in psalm 33 verse 20 that says our soul waits for the lord he is our help and shield um psalm 27:14 says wait for the lord be strong and let your heart take courage wait for the lord another phrase used in scripture depending on the translation is hope in the lord you know we wait and we hope um, as we trust God that even though we might not see an answer that we're struggling with in our finances or in any other part of our life, um, Scripture teaches us that we wait, that we don't jump in, that we take a deep breath. And I will tell you guys, um, David David brought up the story of Abraham today when we were talking about it before the show. And I went and looked And if you know the story of Abraham in the book of Exodus, you know, Abraham's promise that he's going to be a father of many nations. Then um, he takes things into his own hands because time is ticking away. He's getting older. And Sarah says to him, his wife, why don't you have Hagar, my handmaiden, and she can have your baby. And then that's how we'll, you know fulfill God's promise. So they kind of take God's promise in their own hands. And if you know, you you might know the rest of the story. Ishmael is born, but that is not what God meant. And he visits them and he actually um, meets him under the terebinth tree. It says in, um, in Genesis 18, not in Exodus, sorry. It was, it's in Genesis, of course. And so he, he says, you know what? Um, shortly your wife is going to have a baby. And of course, Sarah laughs and says, like, I'm an old woman and, um, my kids always, so I just turned 52 this summer. My kids always tease me that, you know, maybe I should have another baby. And I, of course, any 52 year old woman out there is probably cringing when they hear that. Uh, of course I am as well. So, um, but crazy part is we were, when we were away, our neighbor in the cabin next to us had this miracle baby at the age of 52. And I was just, she was so delighted and she was so happy and it was a wonderful, wonderful story. But I was like, ah, that's really old. But Sarah here is really old. 
she's laughing. She's like, are you kidding me? But the verse that's so powerful is the Lord says to Abraham, why does Sarah laugh saying, shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah, Sarah, of course, denies it. I didn't laugh. I mean, I would be laughing. I'd say to the Lord, you betcha I'm laughing mm-hmm. at that promise. But the reason I, I'm reading this this morning is because that question, is anything too hard for the Lord? Yes. And sometimes when we're in our financial situation, we are praying, we're even waiting a bit. Um, but you know what? We don't see an answer, so you know what, let's do something about it. Let's go get a handmaiden and make this happen because we don't see God doing anything. And this question I would I would leave with you as we have this discussion today, is anything too hard for the Lord? Mm. And of course we know Sarah gets pregnant. She has Isaac. It is not too hard for the Lord. He has a promise and he fulfills his promise to Abraham and Sarah. And, and anyway, I, just giving some context into understanding what it is to wait, what it is to trust in the waiting and how hard that is for us in our finances. What, what have you seen, Dave, in this season when the market has been so crazy that, that is happening to people, that is making people rush into decisions maybe instead of wait? Well, I mean, let, let's kind of pull this um, into a bigger picture before, before we get there. Um, Abraham lived an awful long time ago. Right? And, and I think there, there is definitely a little bit of the human nature in the sense of we, uh, we get a promise from God. God shares his heart with us. He, I mean, he, he loves to, to communicate with us and, and, and say, this is what I'm up to on the earth and, and join me. And, and God, for some crazy reason, decides he wants to use us as, as human beings to display his glory here on earth. And, you know, so here we come to this story where God says, you know, I got this plan to make, uh, to make my people, to make a, a great nation, to make, uh, you know, a special people that are, that are, that are kind of set apart from the rest of the world. I've got this plan and he shares it with Abraham. And, uh, Abraham, of course, hey, I'm all in. Uh, but that's, you know, I can see myself in that position saying, okay, I'm all in, Lord, let's go. <laughs> uh, you know, your promises is going to be, uh, you know, my descendants to, to the, uh, you know, the sands of the sea and the stars in the sky. So let's go. Well, Abraham has two sons, right? Like it starts with this, this, this small little, and, and God is really not in a hurry. And, uh, you know, the encouragement for me in that story is, is that, you know, Abraham really does screw it up. And God says, well, yeah, you screwed it up. But guess what? You're still going to have a son. There's still a son of promise coming. And and my plan is really not thwarted. You've probably just made it a little more complicated. <laughs> you've you've probably just uh, right. just allowed uh, kind of an extra flavor, or you've you you know bringing it forward to our lives. You know we've increased the stress. We've we've tried to figure it out. We've manipulated things. We've stepped on people's toes. We've ruined relationships. We've all in the essence of well, this is the word of the Lord to me, or this is the promise of the Lord to me. And, and so in the waiting, there, there really is a, uh, a bit of, uh, confidence that we can have to just say, well, wait a minute, Lord. Uh, 
the biggest challenge I have personally, and let me, let me take this little side, side thing. The biggest challenge I have personally is actually, Lord, when do you want me to go? Like, what does that look like? I, I, I hear your promise. Um, you've been teaching me my, my life that, you know, waiting on you and allowing you and, and allowing the glory to, to truly be yours when it, when it looks like it's impossible, when it looks like, you know, there, there isn't any food in the cupboard and I don't know where the, the, the next meal is going to come from or I don't know what's going to happen in the next paycheck or w- whatever the situation is. And then, and then. There it is. The Lord comes through. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And and often it, it isn't in the way that I expect. Often it isn't, hasn't been in the way that I had planned it out. In fact, I, uh, just like Abraham, find myself going, man, all of my stress, all of my wrangling, all of my manipulating has actually made the whole thing much more complicated, uh, you know, and, and then I have to apologize to the Lord. <laughs> you know, I have to go, oh, Lord, forgive me for complicating what your will is and and really not trusting that you are uh you are who you say you are and that you're going to accomplish it and and that comes to uh, your question reb like the current uh real estate market it's a crazy world like uh, we are we've been in this season where um you know if you're looking for a house it it it's difficult it's it's difficult to wait there is so much pressure that you need to step out and and really kind of move forward and, and take risks that maybe normally you wouldn't want to take. And and again, where is that balance between allowing the Lord to, to say, I've got a home for you. I know your family. I, I, I know what you need in the way of a home. And I'll bring you to that home in the right time, in the right place. Uh, and just like he said way back to Abraham, in the time that's right to bring life. That's that that's when I'll be back. Right. Uh, and so, you know, in, in these things, really just allowing the Lord to, to, to speak into that. And, you know, we, we talked this morning, Reb, just a little bit about, so what does that look like in our relationship? So what are the, the marker points, the, the things that we, we have that, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. Waiting is, is, uh, like it, it's one of those things that comes out of our relationship with the Lord. I, mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking you can't really compare your situation in buying a home to your neighbors, nope. or you're going to hear a lot of advice from people around you saying, well, we did this and we did this and the bank said this and, and all of the, all of that. But your story is your story. And that's why we talk so much about you cultivating a relationship with God that is, that is uh, intimate and is in friendship and where you understand and you start to learn that God's heart is for you, not against you. Mm. And um, saying that though, like how do you know when the waiting is done? How do you know it's time to enter the market and to make that offer? Well, it, it really is a lot to do with your own comfort level. We often talk about one of the tests for us as a couple and in our family is, are we on the same page? Do David and I have the same um, sense of peace and unity about a decision? Years ago, we were selling our first home and moving into the home we now live in this was kind of our dream home we live in a log home now and it was like 
that's a whole story in itself. But in the end, someone had approached us and said, well, we'll give you money to bridge finance. And we both looked at each other. And this is before we ever were even near more than enough in financial mm-hmm. coaching. We looked at each other and said, no, I, I, I just don't have peace about this. And we said, you know, in the end, it's just a house. We, we can make a home anywhere that God has put us. So we're going to let this go. We're going to let our dream for this log home go. And I'll tell you, once we did that, everything fell into place. It was like we had to release it in our hearts. And and we uh, we have to tell this part of the story uh, in a sense, because, you know, we... We listed our house in January in a, in a little bit the same market where we were just anticipating, you know what, it's going to be on the, the market for maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. And, you know, at that time, you know, the lots of time we, we had set a tentative move in date for, I think the end of April. At first it was the end of April. And, uh, and, and, and you know, lots of time, not, not, and, and, the, the, the Lord kept saying to me throughout the whole process, throughout the, the months from really the time that, that we listed our house. So do you trust me, Dave? Like there was this whisper in the back of my head. I remember came to, to kind of, I was really frustrated one day with kind of the whole process and, 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 and the Lord's going, so do you trust me? And I'm going, yes, I trust you. And in the giving up of, of the house, <laughs> it, it was part, part of it was, is that we knew that the Lord had led us here. We knew that, that, that this, this place, um, really was like, it, it was it's, the Lord's it will. It looked was, like God was leading us to yeah. move out of town to this log home. It was kind of a fulfillment of a dream, but in the end, we had to let go of the dream. And we just said, Lord, this isn't worth the financial strain on our marriage or our family if we're going to try and bridge finance and not know what what's ahead of us. And once we did that and we called the, the owners, it was a private sale. So the owner said, oh, we'll give you another month or two to try and sell your house like it was we were so shocked we had so died to the desire to have this house that it took us like days to get over that we had already thought okay well we'll put an addition onto that current house we were living in and and it was just this turn like this turbulent emotion of wow and it happened so fast in the end we were in that we moved within a month of that so and and that was you know that was our story in the sense of you know the lord had said to you um rebecca get ready yeah, you know, he, he'd, gi- he'd given you a little bit of a, a prompt. <laughs> uh, and, and so we, we had all these, these encouragements from the Lord. We had all this, this care from the Lord, but on the, you know, kind of on the natural, nothing was moved. Nothing yeah, was changing. And-, and, and we were, you know, not, I feel like we didn't really, yes, we gave up our dream, but, but there was also this piece where it's like, well, Lord, I mean, we felt like the Lord was leading us to this property. And so we're like, well, if it's your property, Lord, then, then we're giving it back to you. Like we're, we're kind of giving the, the dream back to you. And you know what? It is what it is. Uh, but, and, and I guess, you know, in a practical sense, if you're listening to this and you have some dreams and you see no movement on them, you know, it really is something that you just have to take to the Lord in prayer and constantly mm-hmm. go before him. And it's, it's sometimes I feel like you're waiting in the room with Jesus. I had this picture at the time. We're at a doctor's office and, and Abba Father is the head 
physician. We're waiting to see him to see, you know, what the scoop is. And Jesus is there in the waiting room with us and we're hanging out and we're waiting and we're talking to him. And we don't know yet what the answer is going to be. And, and that kind of picture was really helpful because I could see God you know, in the form of Christ and his spirit with us in the waiting. Waiting isn't easy. And Dave and I were, have also spoken about, well, pe- well, I'm not patient. You know, I hear that in homeschooling all the time. I could never do it. I'm not patient. Well, I think we have to reframe that phrase because it's wrong. Mm. Because if we are followers of Christ, the fruit of the spirit is patience. We may struggle in patience. We may struggle to uh, not having anxiety and worry. Um, uh, and, and to trust the Lord, but we come to God with it and say, Lord, you're in me mm-hmm. and please help me. Show me how to have this evidence of your spirit. Help me wait today. I really feel anxious. I feel like we're supposed to move ahead and do this finance, make this financial decision that's going to cause us stress. You know, you bring all of those things to him, but we just want to encourage you. I guess at the bottom line is to wait. Dave always told me I'd go to the store and I'd be like, Oh, but it's a deal. He's like, Reb, there's always deals. We're constantly up against the pressure of culture telling us we have to buy it now or we just won't be happy. We will never find that deal ever again. And I hope you hear the, uh, you know, slight sarcasm in my voice this morning because we will find a deal. That's the nature of capitalist marketplace work. You know, there's always going to be a deal uh, as long as as we keep functioning in the kind of society we have. There's always going to be a deal. You're not going to miss out on anything because because if we do what Abraham did and and take it into our own hands, it's like Dave had already said. You know, we may just complicate the journey. And God doesn't want it complicated for us. You know, he wants us to learn to listen. And that isn't uh, an overnight thing either. So, no. So uh, let's let's do some practical stuff because, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm going to before we jump into that, just just leave the verse. When, when we get we read the verse in Isaiah 40 that says, you know, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I mean, it's. That's that's the Christian hanging on everybody's wall, right? You know, we I, see that. I think we yeah, have I, it I got right a big here. picture on my my <laughs> wall with the same thing to remind me that. Wait a minute, it, it's good when we wait upon the Lord. How many times? And I, I haven't done the, the the word search in Scripture where the Lord actually says, "Wait, just let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you what how I'm going to do this." Uh, I mean, read through the Old Testament and, and how many times the Israelites go into battle and the Lord says, wait for me, I'm going to show you how to do it, uh, wait for me, or the leader, whichever leader it is, takes time out, you know, takes steps away from the, the army and says, Lord, I need to inquire of you. That in and of itself is waiting, right? Is saying, hey, there's all this pressure to, to do something and uh, we have to wait on the Lord for the Lord to answer. And so, you know, just take encouragement from, from those. I mean, it is good to have it hanging on the wall it, to it remind does. us that waiting on the Lord is good and, and that he is good for us. Uh, some practical things just as we come to the end of the show, you know, Reb and I have talked about this previously in other shows, the 24 hour rule. If you see something and you're like, okay, let's go. 
um, you know, 24 hours, give it 24 hours. If, if you, you haven't planned for it, if it isn't part of your spending, that could be something as simple as a dress that's on the rack, uh, that's on sale to buying a new home. Like that's the span. 24 hour rule. Allow that to, to simply uh, rest, to give yourself time. And, and, you know, if you're, you have a spouse to give your, your spouse time in you to become unified and, and to really allow that sense of, um, of peace to guide you. So unity and peace being good, good marker points. The other, um, comment David had made was, um, uh, to me is that time often does bring an answer to us and it is difficult to wait. And we're not saying it's not. Um, but remember, just keep stepping back into God's presence and remembering what he said, remembering the principles of his word. You know, um, he, he doesn't want our lives to be complicated by our own decisions and by our impatience. And it is not easy, but um, that 24 hour rule and stepping back into time with God is really helpful. Like going back to his word, what does he say? He is good. He has the best for me. Um, <clears throat> and and then remembering that ta- time often brings the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we two, two more little things to maybe little phrases to, to, to hook you with. So speed kills. Uh, you know, in money and finances and in your car, but <laughs> speed kills. Uh, so many financial decisions made in a hurry um, are ones that are regret. This is why the market pushes so hard to get you to make spontaneous decisions around spending. Speed kills. And from a marketing standpoint, if I can get you to commit um, today to sign or to, to sign up or to do it, like you have to do it today. That pressure is based on that that whole pre- premise that um, you know you you don't really have time to think it through well you don't really have time to analyze it and so and you don't really have time to to maybe check with your spouse or to check with those uh, that you respect on the decision especially those big ones um, don't allow the speed to to push you and to change your plan you've said that about the market you know you have a plan about what you want to do with the house you haven't planned to spend 60,000 more than you know you've talked to your mortgage broker or your bank about mm-hmm. then just don't do it if you know you can't afford that extra 60 because it's going to push you in a way that's going to cause you stress. You know, this is the place where you step back. Mm. Am I trusting God with, with my family? Can I be content living where I am right now and waiting to see what the market does? So the 24 hour rule, speed kills, wait, allow time to bring the answer. The, the Lord is not in a hurry. And, and, and maybe we'll leave you with that one as, as we come to the end of the show and just, just say, you know, the Lord knows. Uh, and, and the Lord, uh, in his time, uh, will, will bring all, all of it. He, he knows and he's going to bring all of it. And so if he says, you know, if you're like, Hey, Lord, we're, we're waiting because we've we've made that commitment to each other to wait 24 hours before we make that decision the lord knows that and and that deal will still be there 24 hours later um you know and if it's not the lord's got it figured out right like yeah, he's got the, it figured the house, out the house may not be and some folks we've seen that have come, tried to buy a house of you know put bids on 10 or 12 houses over a course of a year um just because they're not 
you know, willing mm-hmm. to do something that they hadn't planned for. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just want to encourage you with those words. And with the words of Toby Mack, there's a song that out there, I can't remember. Dan could probably tell me if he was on the <laughs> show. Um, but the phrase goes, he's never early, he's never late. Um, we he, We've lived enough time to say help is on the way Mm -hmm. if you can go find toby max song um with those words in it i i can't remember the name it's terrible anyway um maybe dan will play it for us um after the show today i don't know he's never early and he's never late and Mm -hmm. he's rolling up his sleeves and help is on the way so trust him so lord we just thank you that help is on the way that you have a plan for us that's good and sometimes there's some stuff we need to learn along the way, like Dave and I have learned. But in it all, when we are faithless, you are faithful. There is nothing too hard for you. And Lord, I pray that we would step back into you as your people to remember who you are in light of your promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to be back in the studio and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.